If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character. What a crusade of the law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Elseworlds Exchange, because today I am joined by Geek History Lesson's own Jason Inman. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I love coming back into the comic population. Yes. Did I say hey, it right? You did say it right, man. Thank you. <laughs> look, look, look I, I love you both, but you and comic historian have very, oh like, I'm always like, am I going to mispronounce this? <laughs> no, yeah, no. And that's, that's all deliberate, man. Uh, yeah. I remember very early on, like there was like this whole, I like, got to get comic in the name. Yeah. And uh, when we switched over our name years ago, I was like, I'm going to have comic in there. Cause last yep. time it was a mistake, but yeah, that's part and parcel is you're going to be like comics population what and i went the opposite way and said i'm gonna make up a brand new word so people are like jaween <laughs> it's like well it's made up so it could be whatever you want but yeah how do you pronounce it honestly is it jaween or jaween i always saw it as jaween okay i've always said jaween sorry yeah because it's it's the it's the first two letters of all three of my names it's jason william inman oh yeah. which is wow. what i I learned, uh, I, I heard that in high school, and I don't know whether it's true or not, but I always heard that Obi-Wan Kenobi came yeah. from that same naming convention. Like, that's how we got Obi-Wan. Oh. And George, it was like somebody that George Lucas knew, and he just put the, the first two letters and made Obi-Wan. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That's that's like, uh, what's his name? Noonien Soong. How uh, apparently yeah. Roddenberry knew that guy and like just kept naming characters after him in case like that person would ever call him again because he wanted to reconnect. Yeah, well, it's the other thing. Like J.J. Abrams has the ongoing joke of Kelvin. Yeah, the Kelvin timeline. Yeah, he had Uncle Kelvin. Oh, I didn't know that. I just figured yeah. it was because it was Absolute Zero or whatever. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm very, I'm, I'm proud because in Lost, he's Kelvin Inman. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> played by Clancy Brown. <laughs> oh, that is that is a high honor, man. Yep. I gotta tell you. Uh, so today we're talking about uh, deaths in comics that actually worked this time, as opposed to all the other times that they don't. Uh, and you're here because obviously you have an amazing Kickstarter coming out. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. But for now, let's talk about some deaths that work. What do we mean? Like, because you, you were talking earlier mm -hmm. off mic about how we want to have some criteria. What, what is that? What does this mean? Yeah, to say, like, like, you know, because I think and you know tell me whether you agree or disagree with this it feels like deaths in this medium of comic books that we all love has become pretty regular yeah it's a plot device at this point it's just a convention yes. it's it's used as as easily as any other trope in fiction yeah and it, and it's lost some of its specialness um mm -hmm. especially like compared to when you think about like the insanity that was around the death of superman event which was in 92 yeah long time ago now but yeah. That is, to me, one of the last times that death in comic books felt special. And I know I said that, like, because most of my comic book reading time has been post that. Because sure. that's the event that got me into comic books. Um, but now it seems like it happens four or five times a year, especially at the big two. Totally. And then four or five times a year, these said heroes always come back. Yeah, or, or we yeah. know, or we're like, I remember, um, you know, and we can get different. There, there's a lot of Marvel characters mm -hmm. that will die about six months before their movie comes out. And every time that happens, I know that they're going to come back to life right before the movie. Right. And or, the worst is when they don't, you know, like uh, yeah. death of, yeah. the death of Doctor Strange right now is that it just ended. Yeah. So oh, you don't think they're going to sneak him back in real quick before May? I mean, so I don't I don't know, because I the problem is with the death 
convention that is mm-hmm. being used so regularly today. I find that they they tend to use it so indiscriminately and without any like kind of weight that mm-hmm. they don't really think about its impact or what that does, like the ripple effect on like the publishing line, the character, their history, that wh- where they're going, and they don't really co- they love to coordinate. And sometimes it works. Like Shang Chi had an actual mini series that came out mm-hmm. that became an ongoing series when the movie came out, and while you know, it, I don't think it sold a lot of books. It is a great book, and you should check it out. Um, but uh, so, so I guess, like to to to, to bounce yeah. off of what you just said, I would say, like for our criteria, I think it should be okay. What deaths do we think were successful? And by that, what deaths do we actually think had an impact yeah. on the comic reader audience? And then also, I would say the other criteria would be which ones, you know maybe they brought the hero back a little too fast, but the story was good. Right. Yeah. You know, like the send off, the actual send off was like an excellent story. Um, but maybe the, you know, the The turnaround, (laughs) you know, yeah, it was kind of just haphazard or, or they, they, they had the great idea for killing them, but not so much bringing them back. They just knew they had to. So it's like, well, can I, can I give you, can I give you what I think is an example of the second one? Oh yeah. 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 Wolverine. Wolverine's return was so, mundane he just appears mm-hmm. in i think it's one of those events i i don't remember which one it was he's holding a divinity stone though that's all i remember yes i forgot because i was gonna say it's a, they did a second miniseries return of wolverine where he had hot claws oh hot claws uh, hot claws <laughs> well because they knew nobody read that other thing where he's just like in one yes. panel and that's it i forgot yeah, the hot about claws, that man yeah the death of wolverine was a really solid miniseries like yes. I, I loved that book despite thinking to myself eh, well he'll be back five years yeah he was dead yeah so now that's funny like that miniseries i i said the same thing sal like i when they announced that miniseries i was like there is no way this is good Uh but charles soul knocked it out of the park yeah it's a really solid they earned that death big time and yeah he was dead for quite a long time in the universe but it was kind of downplayed because right after he died that's when they brought in old man logan yeah they never yeah so there was a wolverine around right Right. And it's funny when you look back at like events during that time and see old man Logan, like filling his shoes and being like, what's up with Clint Eastwood? Why is he in these? Why is he in this big? Yeah, there's a lot of group pictures. See, that's the funniest thing about comic books and deaths, right? Is there's always the group picture. Yes. And when there's like the replacement hero, you're just like, who's that guy? Oh, yeah. Well, Grant Morrison's (laughs) iconic run is loaded with blue Superman. And you just go, hey, (laughs) (laughs) but it's so great how jarring it is where you're just like, oh, right. Oh, right. They had to deal with that. Yeah, I think it's like JLA number seven is the cover with it's the group shot and there's an yeah. electric Superman there. And you're like, it's only seven issues in and we're already <laughs> an electric Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. No, man, but Hot Claws, Hot Claws is one of those things where. That should have been I, the name of the, the return miniseries. Hot, Hot Claws, Claws, the return I, of Wolverine. <laughs> it seemed like nobody cared and they were all just like leaning into it. So why not go like Paul Weirhoven with it and just be like, I'm going to leaning into the, the schlock. But instead, like you just heard, I, I think it was Charles Soule who brought in the Hot Claws. And he's like, trust me, these Hot yep. Claws are going to make sense. It's going to be really cool. They they didn't. I, I think I saw a picture that they're making an action figure. They're making a Marvel Legends this year of the Hot Claws. <laughs> of Hot Claws I'm not Wolverine. joking. I yeah. hope so. I'm pretty certain. Do you want me to find a picture of this? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, please. <laughs> I would really love to see it. Hot Claws action figure. I'm Wolverine. pretty. So do you have a example of one that you think like the oh. story was good, but then like the return was kind of uh, not as great? I might have the ultimate example of the okay. the the death of a character being 
so earned and having a ripple effect that changed the character's history forever mm-hmm. and had an ongoing impact on the fandom and comic books in general. And that's the death of Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, that story is really good. That miniseries that, the, yes. or, or was it Fallout or whatever? It was, yeah, that yeah. is really, really good. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, that one issue where they actually like have Peter Parker's like kind of like honorary funeral at St. Patrick's Cathedral and Aunt May runs into the little girl that gets saved by like by Peter. Like everything about that is so incredible. Peter's death is so earned in the Ultimate Universe. And then they bring him back. Mm-hmm. in one of miles's issues where he's just in miles's room like hey i need i need these like it's just so like uh, yeah I'm, I'm back now it's so funny man because like again another story right where i remember they announced that and i said are you kidding me this yeah. is ridiculous and then when you read the story i forget what peter's final lines are mm-hmm. but this is mad respect to brian michael bendis because i think the last line that Peter says is he's like, tell uncle Ben, I did it or something like that. Yes. Or it's like, I saved you. Yeah. Well, I did um, it. I couldn't save Ben, but I could save you. I could save you. And I was like, that is perfection. That is exact. And it's heartbreaking. It's so well-earned. Yeah. I forgot they brought him back. In that <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's the worst. It's like, Oh, he's back. And it didn't really matter. Like it didn't really. Cause miles hurt. filled the role at that point. Miles yeah. had already been well-established and nobody was like, Oh, we need Peter back. But also when Peter came back, We'd already had Spider-Men, which had 616 Peter Parker interact with Miles. So, like, we got that already. We didn't need Ultimate Peter to come back. He comes back. He he just he just comes back and he just goes, you're Spider-Man. I'm just I just want I wanted my happy ending. So I'm here now. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm I'm, I'm leaving. Then Miles goes to the major like the main universe. And now Peter is Spider-Man of the ultimate universe. Every time anybody wants to remind you that exists. Well, and yeah. And then, and then the, the, the sad thing about the post secret wars universe. And yeah. I, and I do truly believe that like miles should always be in his own universe. Like we, yeah, should, me we, too. we should have kept the ultimate universe only for miles. I understand why That's they want to combine it. Who's buying anyway. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same thing. Like with Spider-Man 2099, the only, yeah. the only reason the 2099 universe should exist is just for Spider-Man. Yeah. Nobody's looking for Hulk 2099. Like we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants the giant like rah, the Hulk the, with the 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 claw. Go look so Google him, everybody. Yeah, look oh. up Hulk twenty ninety nine. He's um he's something else. But I agree with you. Yeah, because when you bring him into the Marvel universe, like to me, Peter's death is like yeah. Here's Hot Claws Wolverine. <laughs> look at that. It's a Marvel Legends hitting stores. This it kind of looks pretty cool actually. It's, I I, I, I kind of want him. I like these <laughs> because they're almost like monuments to like forgotten eras. Yes, like, yes. You'll get an action figure immortalizing this thing that they don't even reference in the Krakoa era. But okay. Yes. Amazing. See, I you know, it's funny. I would have um, you know, if I was working on the X-Men, I would make Hot Claws Wolverine's secondary mutation. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, they didn't even do that. We don't know what the hell the, the hot claws were all about. I think I, they just wanted lightsabers for claws. I think it's, you know, Star Disney had just bought Marvel, they, right? Or they just gotten Star Wars and they were like, what's the cross synergy here? You know, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, lightsaber <laughs> claws, lightsaber I mean, claws. Admittedly, that is kind of fun, like, but you know. Oh boy! Hot claws. But yeah, you were right. Miles belongs there. But ultimate, ultimate Spider-Man. Peter Parker's death yielded Miles Morales, and mm-hmm. ultimately the death of the Ultimate Universe. But also, you know, inclusion and acceptance, and this this wonderful character, a, a, an Academy Award winning movie, 
like so much thanks to Peter's passing. And it was a well-written story to boot. Like that for me yes. is one of the most successful. And that's the, and that's the win. Like that's the win. Like that's where you get the win where you're like, Oh, the, the story of the death is good. It's impactful. And yeah. the fallout sticks or changes other characters. Right. Right. It has that impact mm -hmm. uh, because if it doesn't change characters after the fact, then what was the point of it? Right. Right. I mean, Spider-Man's one of those deaths where if he dies, it's actually more fun if it only impacts his circle. You mm -hmm. know, like Captain America shouldn't find out for months. You know, I, the idea that it, Peter is such a personal character that like he like Spider-Man's influence on everybody. But if Peter Parker died, it would only make like six people cry. Mm -hmm. And those people do not wear costumes. You know, it's like Robbie Robertson and McMary Jane and stuff like and that I, I would love to see that kind of like very intimate small death. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw that with like Quasar, like when Quasar died <laughs> and people were like, oh, like two people went, that's a real shame. And I remember when Quasar was leaving Earth, like the last issue of the Quasar series, because when I read comics as a child, I didn't like always get a chance to go to the comic book store, but my mom always went to the grocery store and that's where I got a lot of comics. I had a lot of random Quasar issues. And I remember You're the, the last one. issue. You're I was the, the one. You kept that title alive. I did. Well, I, I remember reading <laughs> the you. last issue. Uh, I got in too late, but the last issue is him like saying goodbye and he goes to visit his parents. He's like, I'm going to space and I might not come back. And like, he runs into Spider-Man and Spider-Man's like, what do you want? And he's like, oh, nothing. I'm saying goodbye. He's like, later, I don't know who you are. And so like, Wendell is just having this like, his death, like the the death of his book is mm -hmm. not celebrated by anybody. His parents tell him to get the hell out of there. Like nobody cares. So when he dies in space in annihilation, it's just like nobody cares. It's very sad. Well, that's, like, that's very that's very similar to the death of Captain Marvel. Yes, where Marvel, they just yes. they did it in Marvel, where where which I I don't like. He's Marvel. He's Captain Marvel. Marvel. Uh, he died in that graphic novel. Yeah. of cancer on a deathbed, and and right. and now fans of the time. You, if you talk to people that were reading comic books at the time, they yes. they will point out that one as like an impactful death. Totally. Um, and I think because if you've read that graphic novel, it's it's a good story. It's really and good. I like it a lot. Also, it's before deaths have become a trope. Yes, before death of Superman, before mm -hmm. like before they made it into a gimmick. I think yeah. it was even before the death of Barry Allen. Oh, that's a good question. Barry you know? dies like I think in '86. I I think that's before it. Yeah, I think yeah. You're right. So, like, I think to fans, you were just like, what? And Captain Marvel is still dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time he comes, I love when every time they, they bring him they back. Try to and bring they try to bring him go, back. Nah. And they, no, 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 no. No, he's a scroll. Um, like, they, I love when they bring him back and it's always a bait and switch. Like, no, it's never going to be him. And I'm yeah. like, fine, let him be dead. I thought, I, I did think in Mark Miller's um, Civil War, they were going to bring him back. I yeah. really did, because they did that little mini series, and I was like, oh, are they actually going to bring him back? Please don't do this. Well, and they had a good, like, loophole where it's like, he falls through like a time tunnel and he ends up here, but he's still going to die. And so he has to go back. So, he oh, so he's adventures. like stuck in like a fixed point of time. Kind yeah. Of except yeah. that it's like, nah, it's just, he's a scroll. It was just a bullshit story. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, even better. Like, no, he died. And um, that's spe cool. Speaking yeah. to, I want to talk about one that I think that I've already, I just mentioned, but one that I think works. Is it a great story works? Mm -hmm. And then doesn't work at the like 20 years later. Yeah. And that's Barry Allen. Right. I think you're absolutely right. And his, his well, let's get into it. Barry yeah. Allen dies. right? So, so Barry Allen's death in crisis on infinite earth is astounding. It's so amazing because it's, it's, I remember a lot of people that read 
this um, this series when it was published, they told me they were completely surprised. And when you read the collected edition, it's told to you in issue one that right. Barry Allen is going to die. Like you see it. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I, I guess like most comic fans, you're like, they're not going to do it. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they, they do a pretty good job of, you know, he's a skeleton. Like it could be, he swapped out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure, especially because it's the death of like the silver age of comics and it's yes. entering into the modern age. A lot of people were taking it for granted. Until That's a good way to put died. it. That was the death. Of, yeah. Cause he started the silver age. So killing yeah. him is like the death of the silver age. Exactly. Although, it's weird because comic book historians will actually tell you that the Bronze Age, um, right. the Bronze Age ends with Crisis and begins, I think, where um, I think it begins with hard traveling heroes. Is like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, it basically, it's where Speedy shoots up junk. They're like, that's yeah. the Bronze Age because we are <laughs> out of the Silver Age now. Right. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. The Neil Adams <laughs> it, era. I, it's all. It's whatever you want. Well, because like we still we've been in the modern we've been in the modern era for thirty years, and it's like no. No, I, it's, it's so funny. Like, so I actually, we did this for our podcast a little bit, like looking up what the periods were and, yeah. and now, so like now it's like some people consider, like I said, the bronze age starts somewhere in the seventies mm -hmm. and it ends with crisis. Yeah. And then, and then it's hap then it's the dark age. Okay. Oh, the nineties. <laughs> yes. And it goes from like 85 to like 95. Yeah. Cause it's all the image and it's all the deaths and it's all yeah. the stuff. And then the modern age starts in 95. Okay. And then the argument now is, is that the new 52 kicks off the digital age. Oh. Because it's the day and date. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's, I like calling it the digital age. I would call it mm -hmm. like the copper with a tin age or something. Like, oh, I, interesting. The, interesting. Like I call like the 90s, like the aluminum period or something. It's yeah. just something really like valueless. Well, I guess their argument is that, yeah, the modern age is like, because they point towards like Marvel Max and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Which I'm just like, okay, that's fine. But yes, I agree with you. We're we're definitely not we're we have not been in the modern age for th over 40 years. Yeah, we got to come up with another name, guys. <laughs> but yeah, but Barry's death, yeah. uh, really impactful. It was, and it's a, like a footnote. Think like, about so Wally. Much, yeah, all of Wally happens because of Barry's death. That's right. Everything you get out of Wally, everything you like about the Flash, everything you viewer like about the Flash is it's thanks from to death of Barry. Yep. Yeah, Barry Allen on the CW Flash show is Wally Allen. Is Wally, Wally Allen? Excuse me, Wally West. <laughs> well, he's, he's an Allen technically, but yeah, no. You're Who right. is your favorite Flash? I don't think I've ever asked you this question. It's Wally. I mean, oh yeah, and and not. I don't have a favorite Flash necessarily because like I don't really care for flashes. Like I'm not a big Flash fan, despite the fact that like yeah, right. Yeah. I, I I never knew Barry. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I only knew Wally. Um, and Impulse was too in my face for mm -hmm. me to be excited about him, and. Those are all the flashes that I would care about. Like Max Mercury. Like I like them now as like relics or stewards or or representatives of this fandom. Like I know that flash it's it, for me, you know, like a family of books, like the bat family, the spider family. Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe there should be a spider family, but like, I feel like every time you add a another big Spider-Man family now, I, it's I know. huge. And you're I, a big Spider-Man guy. I am. And I, I think yeah. that every time you add another hero to their family, you diminish the main hero. I feel so, the same way about Superman. Right. Like yeah. Superman is the last son of Krypton. And he's got yep. like 18 relatives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's a thousand Kryptonians out there. <laughs> exactly. It's, come on. Like I, I liked it when like yeah. Mon L was the only one. It's not, he's yeah. not even Kryptonian. You yeah. know, that was kind of fun. Mm. Uh, but like when you, whenever you add more to the, the to the hero, I feel like it diminishes the main hero and, and, and no one, but, but nobody complains when a flash is added. 
No. Like, the Flash family, I think, is such a sweet, welcoming, hospitable fandom of like, ah, you, you, can, you can go fast. You're part of the family now. Welcome to the team. I think that's really, really cute. And I'm like, so I have a lot of, I have mad respect for Flash and the Flash family, even though I have no interest in like 18 people who can go exactly as fast as each other. Yeah, and I, and I, and I agree. And I think as well, like, you know, we had Wally West. Um, we were in a, a good clip. We were we were giving yeah. Wally kids. Oh, yeah. And then the minute Barry shows up again. Oh, dead. Like, it, it's the Tim Drake problem. It's like we it's like for some yeah. for the last 20 years. It's been 20 years now. Or no, no. It's been like 15 years, maybe now. Oh, since um, Barry's return. Yeah. 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 Which was somewhere in like 2005, 2010 era. Somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Um, n- Nobody knows what to do with Wally now. No. No, it's all thanks to John's John's mm-hmm. insistence on bringing back characters that he remembers. It's, I mean, like I think it's one of those things where you come to expect it in today's era, where mm-hmm. it's like the new guard is just gonna re- re- like return the status quo to what yeah. they remember. And I don't remember that being a thing up until like 2006. Oh, interesting. Like sort of where like the, maybe the superhero fans took over the course of the ongoing superhero continuity yeah yeah because mm-hmm. like i and and it, that's not to say that like fans weren't also writers i remember reading uh god like i don't remember who it was but it's somebody like len ween or um you know but somebody writing like a letter to like x-men being just like you've ruined x-men they're not space fairy heroes. yeah and i then, was gonna and was then, gonna then taking I, over the book and i'm like so i was gonna say doing that yeah. i think len ween marv wolfman and um you know they're the gentlemen that did the um Oh God! They where they did the unofficial Avengers Justice League crossover. Yes, yes. You know, the one in the that 70s, wasn't approved yet. <laughs> that wasn't approved. That to me is where I'm like, oh, that's where the first fans are now the professionals. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But even but they I agree are it's gotten like adding it's to gotten it. even more. Right, but I feel like they meant they wanted it to add to the zeitgeist as opposed to being like, let's just replace it with what I remember when I was I, a kid. Len Wein made invented Man Thing and Swamp Thing right (laughs) yeah he's like well i'm over here now how about another swamp character yeah and hot and wolverine so we have him to thank for hot claws i'm sure lenwin would have something to say about hot claws wolverine (laughs) honestly as as i recall as i understand it when lenwin was such a wonderful lovely person he would have been like what a cool idea like he would have just been yeah very nice about it i i was lucky enough to get to interview him a couple (sighs) of times before he passed away and i remember one of the first questions i ever asked him was I said, you've literally written every character that's yes. out there. Who have you not written that you would want to? And his answer was Doctor Who, which I was like, that's <laughs> a great answer. Wow. And he was like, yeah, and he was like, I've never touched the TARDIS, and I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Oh, yeah. He was a he was an awesome, awesome. Yes, he would he would probably be like, well, hot claws are great, and I'm gonna figure out a way how to make them work. Exactly. He would just, you know? well, they wouldn't have asked him to write it. So he would have just been like, it's like Stan whenever he's like, oh, I don't care what they do as long as you're buying the comics. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, look, it, it's it's so funny, right? We we look at we look back at the greats. Yeah. As, um, you know, these perfect untouchable, yeah. untouchable runs. And it's like, go back and read some of those runs. And, <laughs> and there is just as much goofy and and let's just say it dumb stuff. Then right as there is now it it never changed the amount never changes because yeah. creativity never changes That's sometimes right. you're gonna hit a home run and sometimes you're gonna hit the girl 
the girl in the stands with the ball. I don't right. know what happens. And you're going <laughs> to yeah. give her a black eye. I, it's going to happen. I mean, the fact the books have to come out every month. Yeah. It's like, they're not all going to be winners, you know, yep. it, but, but yeah. you want them to come out. If you want gold, well, you're going to have to it, keep mining. It's the same thing I say with like, it's so funny because like, you know, there's the big thing now where, you know, we, we have these giant IP shows yeah. that have like eight episodes or less. Right. Right. And, and people go insane when there's a bad episode. Oh right? my god, yeah. Well, there's one bad episode and they're just like, "Oh my god, I can't I'll never <laughs> watch you again." And I and I want to I want to say to these people like, "Do you remember when shows were were 25 episodes a season?" By the way, right. less than 10 years ago that was yeah. happening. No, less like, than 10 years ago. Like five. <laughs> and, and and when they were 22 to 26 episodes, there would be like eight bad episodes a year. <laughs> right. Like, oh no, how many times have I been told to check out a show and then go, "Oh, you can skip season 4." Yes. I'm like, yes. "A season?" <laughs> yeah. A lot so, happens in a season. So, I'll forgive one bad episode out of eight. <laughs> yeah. I I've got a really controversial character who Throw it out death there. is great. I think it's one of the most iconic deaths in comic book history and their resurrection is like, "Meh." But also it's wholly controversial to say because it changes everything and created a whole new fandom. And that's Jason Todd. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I think wow. that Jason Todd is way more interesting as a corpse than he is as an antihero. I agree with you. Well, here I come the comments. <laughs> I agree with you. Or here's, here would be my change to this because yes, under the red hood, fantastic animated movie also read yes. written by Judd Winnick. Same guy. Fantastic, smart idea. Same guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, same guy and that event is great the moment in hush batman hush is great it's everything after those stories yeah that you're like what are we doing is this guy is he a bad guy or is he a good guy right and that's just editorial being like mm -hmm. we want to have our cake and eat it too i yeah. mean like and jason todd red hood is one of those characters where people love to remember all the awesome stuff and forget about everything else they just forgive the really like, terrible or weird situations he's in. And Jason's been around for so long that he has had like, it's been like 15 years now. He's right, been like, resurrected. Yeah. Like, you, you have, you can have a favorite version of mm -hmm. red hood where it's like, he is an anti-hero. He is a villain. He tools around with bizarro. You know, like there are at least three or four different versions of Jason. Now he's in charge of task force Z. Like he's actually a leader of a team. I mean, it's not really a team, but, you know, the same thing. Okay, so here's the funny thing. Yeah. So Jason Todd first appeared in 1983. Yes, pre-crisis. Yes, yeah. and they killed him somewhere around, I can't find it here. Somewhere, I think it's like 86. It's, I think, I was going to say, I think it's like 88 or 87. Oh, you're right, it's 88. It's, 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 um, it's, 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 it it's post-crisis, and it's like, it's right before the movie. So he has spent more time as resurrected Red Hood yeah. than he ever was as Robin. Yeah, yeah. For me, the de the resurrection of Jason Todd is similar to making Gwen Stacy into a superhero. Mm -hmm. uh, now, Spider-Gwen, I think, manages to toe that line. And ironically, I feel like the DC equivalent of Spider-Gwen is Thomas Wayne Batman because it's an alternate reality dead character that is now tooling around as that dead character, but in a superhero costume. But uh, it, it, for me, the death of Jason Todd is like one of those moments where it's like, it's Batman when he was, it's a consequence of Batman being careless 
you know, there's nothing more iconic than the death of Robin. You know what I would have loved to have happened? Yeah. And it's and you you stated it perfectly where they said that they 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 want to eat their cake and have it too. Is yeah. that when he came back, I would have loved for him to have become like the Doctor Doom of the DC <sighs> universe. Because think about that. Yes. Right. A person trained by Batman yep. should be the 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 universe's worst supervillain. Right. You know, because if Batman is the ultimate hero, yeah, then his protege, and then also like you, there's so many interesting aspects out there because then Batman has this like ultimate failure out there, yeah. like this Razal Ghoul type person out there, right? Who is, and then also you get a darker brother to yeah. Dick Grayson. You get the so Dick Grayson's the ultimate hero, and then you have ultimate supervillain. That's true. And he allows it. What's great about Dr. Doom is that he can be a terrific supervillain for multiple characters, just like that version of Jason Dodd could have been like, he could have been a great, a great villain for, you know, people saying like, who is Nightwing's greatest villain? It's like, Oh, it's red hood. Or like, yeah. his greatest yeah. villain. If oh, it's you, Red Hood. Like, and that could, would have you could have made him Nightwing's greatest villain. Yeah, that's exactly. And Doctor Doom also helps the Fantastic Four, even though we know he is a villain. Right. Exactly. You know, but with Red Hood, I, I agree with you. I don't think we know. We're like, I don't know how you classify this character. <laughs> no, no. Similarly, he's, like, yeah, yeah. good. No, I was, gonna, I was gonna. I was just gonna say yeah. he's around. That's how you classify him. <laughs> right. He exists. He's yeah. he's used a lot. Uh, yeah. Bucky's one of those things where. Bucky's death for me is there's nothing iconic or interesting about it. It's more like inevitable. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it's kind of like uncle Ben or, or Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah, He is, he is, or the entire planet of Krypton. Right. Like almost like he was created just as an example, just to prove how serious that situation was. Uh, So now he's Winter soldier. Like obviously the winter soldier is more interesting than rip off Robin. Okay, so I want to bring up. So this is a perfect segue into one of them that I thought had a great story, yeah. but the return was like, mm, and it was mm-hmm. done because of a movie, oh. Captain America. Yeah. So yeah, he dies. He's assassinated during mm-hmm. Civil War. That cover is iconic of the yep. fallen hand with the blood. Um, that story, and then it leads into Bucky having an astounding run at yep. his Captain America. Him being Captain America is my favorite part of the Ed Brubaker run. That's fair. Um, yeah. It's really good. Well, because it, you know what it is? It's a genuine continuation and natural, conti- natural, natural progression of his story. Like yes, resurrected, and he goes from being like a man without a country, a man without a, like mm-hmm. without an ex- identity to being Captain America. Like how I, how I, how, how incredibly well ec- orchestrated could you get? Yeah. With that? And, and then they brought Captain America back in Captain America reborn. And I know this cause I was buying all these single issues. Yeah. Be- and it was a couple of months before winter soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why they brought him back, which is a shame. Or I, act, no, no, first event. I think it was first Avenger. I oh, was the first. Oh, it was like I, I, I first movie. I'm uncertain. Yeah, I'm gonna figure it out. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it was 2000. Well, uh, Cap uh, Avengers comes out. Uh, well, Civil War was was twenty was 2008. There you go. So I think it probably was first Avenger. Yeah. No, because Avengers is 2012. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Let's see here. Death of Captain America. Wikipedia. Come on, Wikipedia. Here we yeah. go. Uh, 2007 to 2008. So it, it would have been first Avenger that yeah. they brought him back. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I like Reborn. Like Captain America Reborn is a fun miniseries. It is a fun miniseries. It's really well drawn too. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. is that Brian Hitch? It's gotta be Brian Hitch. I yeah. think it is. Uh, really cool idea, but yes, it does undermine. And that's the problem when he, anytime you, 
you replace a hero with like a legacy character yes uh, is you better stick to your guns well it's like man i love dick grayson as batman yeah that run is great the grant morrison batman and robin i mean i have the absolute of it out there because yeah. i love it so much <laughs> but i knew from the we all knew from the get-go he, he was, was gonna not get gonna made, be maybe a year <laughs> yeah i mean it, he had a longer run i think than the first time he took over as batman yeah where he had six issues <laughs> yeah we have six six whole issues yep. and it's like and, and it's yeah, fun prodigal. because like yep. i think in prodigal like he's around issue four he's like i think i'm getting the hang of this get the hell out of here yeah he's like get out of my cave <laughs> exactly oh <laughs> i'm back and i'm wearing a vest with pockets that's right i, that's I right. own that issue as well so. yeah i lost the yep. trunks yeah he did that was he's a troika he had all yeah, the, i'm troika like, batman i got i got not only do i have scallops on my arms i got scallops on my legs watch Whoa. out gotham right <laughs> yeah nothing who knows what could come from this i'm, I'm gonna stop a sword with my calves <laughs> yeah as you which is a constant problem for you batman yeah. um but yeah um <laughs> oh uh i think that not so much the like you know whimper return but actually mm -hmm. like but okay so norman osborne when they killed green goblin yeah but he's died it hasn't hasn't he died and come back like three or four times now i'm only talking about the oh, first the first time, time. all right, all right sure. when, he, when he's <laughs> in the in the night when stacy died they killed green goblin and yes. it's like so earned it's so cool impaled and with his like, own glider impaled, it's so which great the movie which the first movie brilliantly Took. homages yeah why wouldn't they it's so God great speech spider-man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect yeah so i love it that's great kill him then and and they resist the urge to bring him back for 20 years 20 years, years at least at least at least he 20. doesn't come back until the end of the clone saga to the clone saga yep. and for my money yep. i remember reading the clone saga mm -hmm. and being so unhappy and miserable and when norman <laughs> osborne shows up to go to go i'm back and it's all my fault i was like you know out of all the ideas that came from this horrible thing, I got to respect this one. Like <laughs> I had the same thought, right? I like had the Judas travelers and Spriers. And, and, and I'm a big fan of Ben Riley Spider-Man. I, yeah. I don't like all the setup to Ben Riley being Spider-Man, but like when Ben Riley is Spider-Man, I really like that run all yeah. the stuff before it. You're just, like, Ugh. but mm -hmm. I agree with you that by that point, they had dug themselves so deep, so deep a hole that they had to do something huge. Yeah. Yeah. To to and and I actually think bringing Norman Osborn back was a good choice. Yeah. And they didn't do anything. Like it doesn't undo anything. Mm -hmm. Like it it only added Norman Osborn to the story yep. again and uh to I think better well, acclaim. Like and to, that, to better and success. That's, and that story as well, I think, has because ever since then i feel like we've gotten like four or five other stories post spider-man that there's always like some event some secret villain yep. and then the secret villain gets beaten by spider-man and then we cut to a scene where norman oz is behind a desk being like oh that one didn't work yeah and, and so like he's sort of become now spider-man's secret kingpin where like if something bad is going on in spider-man's life it's probably, probably norman osborne, osborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely no 100 percent. yeah and, well they and they, they've they've deepened his character like originally he was just like you know crappy industrialist turned like yeah creepy goblin man and mm -hmm. that now he's like a he's a brilliant strategist and a genius and an evil mastermind he's thunderbolts some, his the thunderbolts, thunderbolts run also i really like uh bendis's dark avengers which has oh, norman osborne as well that's a really a good character yeah. really really good run 
Yeah. Like, all of Dark Reign, I kind of like. I agree. You know, yeah, no, Dark Reign was a great idea. Uh, and the execution of Norman Osborn in that is also awesome because they don't forget. Like, Norman mm-hmm. Osborn, I think, is the Marvel equivalent to Lex Luthor, but not because he's an evil genius. Lex Luthor is not insane. He's an asshole. Yes. And, but yes. Not Norman Osborn, like, if, like when, when Lex became president, like, I might consider voting for Lex Luthor as president because he is actually a genius. You know, yeah. like, because he might by accident, because I know Superman's going to beat him, and I know maybe by accident he'll actually balance the budget. Whereas well, yeah. if Norman Osborn's in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., I should fear for my life. I should move to, like, Canada, uh, real the quick. Shi'ar Empire. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Get out of Dodge. Yeah. Because he's crazy. And all throughout Dark Reign, like, they kept reminding you, like, this guy is the Green Goblin. And it's like, that's such a great room. Every once in a while, you'd like, he's got his, he's got his iron, armor, uh, iron Man armor on, and he's just like, he's making things happen. And then behind the scenes, just like, he's like cutting himself and freaking out. And you know, he's just, all I want to do is strap a purse on my body, jump on a glider, and kill blondes. And it's I- like, that's he so just wants cool. to wear purple and what's wrong yeah. with that? But I love that. Cause it's like, it's so yep. scary. Like just, but if you, t- if you set this guy off and say the wrong thing, he will just put on a goblin costume and kill you with a pumpkin bomb. Can you That's... imagine if the, pre- if that was the worst thing the president did, uh, like yeah. just put on just... a goblin costume and come <laughs> after you. Like he's just going to chase people up and down like Pennsylvania Avenue. Like uh, <laughs> if only <laughs> man. Yeah. Jump on his hoverboard. Just scare the You're hell like, out of him. Ah, it's just the president. Don't worry. Yeah, Don't worry about, about him. him. Listen, we, we used him. to have, we had, we had crocodiles <laughs> roaming around on the fl- front lawn back during the Teddy Roosevelt era. So be right. like, <laughs> Hey, Hey, if you've ever read a biography on Teddy Roosevelt, by the oh way, and listeners, sometimes pull your heads out of comic books and go read nonfiction books because they're yeah. fascinating because life is stranger than fiction. It sure is. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt's life. Oh, oh, boy. What an adventure. Yeah. He just the went man- on the grid. Like, they had to go find him yeah. to tell oh, me yeah. he's president. When he was president. Yeah, he was, in, he was in the middle of nowhere, and they had yeah. to go hunt him down. Also, one time he was given a speech. Oh. He was shot in the chest. Mm-hmm. And continued the speech for another 30 minutes. He's not even the only American president <laughs> to be shot during a speech. I know. And then, and then prove what a badass they are. <laughs> Jackson is called Old Hickory because he was. they tried to assassinate him, and he beat his assassin with a hickory stick. Yep. <laughs> and then there's the, who's the president that didn't put on a coat, a, a coat and died of a cold? William Henry uh, Harrison. Thank you. The shortest president, uh, shortest tenure living of all president time. Of, yep. all pre- of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, Norman Osborn, uh, his death That's and resurrection, I think really successful. That's uh, a good choice. Thank you. We are, choice. we're around the halfway point. I thought it might be a good time for us to take a second and talk a little bit about why you're here. Oh, yes. Because. Uh, yeah, you got a lot of you. You're always you're such a creative person, and I've always admired that about you. And oh, thanks, man. You always put yourself out there, and uh, you know, sometimes for good and bad. I think so. No, yeah. mostly good. <laughs> I mean, well, well, the bad time was where I when I put on my purple purse and a green suit, and I yeah. threw pumpkin bonds at people. But at least down it was entertaining. Avenue. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, but they shut me down real quick. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> was yeah, blink and you'll miss it. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, you have uh, the first two issues of Super Best Friend available on Kickstarter, which you can find a link to in the description below this video yeah super best tell friend. us a little bit about it like like happily it. uh super best friend is my love letter to superhero comic books the first two issues are live on kickstarter right this very second um and it tells the story of maddie moore um a sidekick uh to the world's greatest superhero who is called captain terrific very much a superman analog and a jimmy olsen relationship if you will and um in the first issue maddie accidentally 
live streams his best friend's secret identity to the entire world because <laughs> I imagine this world, which might sound very different from the current world we live in, where people go on the internet and talk <laughs> about superheroes. Fie. I know, shock. That will never happen, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really, really stretching yourself out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yes, but uh, but Maddie. Maddie lives in a world where superheroes are real, and that's what he talks about on on um, on yeah. uh, you know. And you know, this is the story about a sidekick on a journey to becoming a superhero, to realizing that his he has value, and it's a really interesting look about the connection between superhero fandom and superheroes. Mm. Um, and this whole campaign, uh, I, I love going to Kickstarter because you get to connect with the fans directly, and you get to do some stuff that the regular uh, superhero companies won't let you do. Right. So first off, I reached out to my favorite comic book artist of all time, Mr. Dan Jurgens, and asked yes. him for a variant cover. And it's a, like it's right there. On, and he said, yes, shockingly. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, so he, I, I can now cross off a bucket list item that Dan Jurgens drew some of my characters. Right. But also, Sal knows this. I'm a big fan of Superman Blue and Superman yes. Red. So when I was writing this comic book, uh, there's an image of him right up on the cover above that, Sal. Yeah. Um, of I made terrific red and oh cyborg God. terrific. <laughs> <laughs> so they show up in this issue because I knew DC was never going to like, I've been pitching no. Superman red for years and they've been like, stop, stop calling us, go yep. away. And I'm like, <laughs> fine, I'm going to do it myself. Um, so guys, you know, if this sounds good to you, it's a 44 page comic book. Um, it's the second issue. Um, of the three-part trilogy that I'm going to do. It's a lot of story. And I just want to say, like, if you know anything about independent comic books, they are labors of love because yes. nobody goes in the comic books to become rich. <laughs> um, so there's lots of cool stuff over there. Um, you can cameo in the comic book. I have script reviews where I'll read a script uh, of your of your choice. Uh, you know, it could be television, can it be a comic book. Um, and also one of the coolest ones is um, we have a, a, a chat cameo. Oh. where there are chat bubbles that pop up over some of the videos and your name can be in one of the chat bubbles that insults Captain Terrific or Maddie. <laughs> so if that sounds neat to you, come over to superbestfriendcomic.com. It'll be live until uh, March 2nd. Okay. Uh, and we have a lot of cool stretch rewards that are happening and stuff like that. There's a great, uh, there's another Superman Red uh, uh, homage cover. It's, it homages the very first Superman blue cover, Superman 123 by uh, oh. Comicer Girl. Yeah, uh, it's that one right there. Yeah, yeah. Let me get uh, here. And um, it's a dialogue cover, which I think is a lot of fun as well. So if yep. any of that sounds great, come over to superbestfriendcomic.com. Uh, and I just will say, I will say this. I'll throw that out to your listeners. Uh, one of the stretch rewards are pogs. <gasps> no. So okay. I again not warn me about pogs. I'm no. I'm going for the fun, man. <laughs> like again, last the last campaign, I went for a foil cover because we don't see those anymore. No. This campaign, I was like, okay, what can I do that's kind of 90s-ish and fun and zany? And yeah. it was Pogs. So that's one of the – I won't tell you which stretch reward it is, <laughs> but Super Best Friend Pogs are coming if this gets a lot of support. Oh um, you know, so That's such a great idea, yep. Pogs, man. Now, here's my question. Did you actually <laughs> yeah. find a group that made Pogs, or did you have to, like, basically reinvent Pogs to get them to work? <laughs> uh, fun fact, there is actually a company out there that still makes Pogs. Okay. Yeah. Well, then yeah. – You can have Comic Pop – 
You we may need to do comic it, pogs. <laughs> yeah, comic pogs. You should do it, man. Dude, I, I seriously now I'm thinking about. But it. the okay. four of you guys on the different pogs, oh, and then god. the logo is the fifth one. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. The, the yeah, couch yeah. is the slammer. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Such a great idea. Is that what they were called? The slammer. Oh yeah, the my god. One. Somebody just slammer. wrote super best friend slap bracelets. Uh, oh. That is, that is such a good idea that I'm writing that down right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what all the super so like when you read this comic guys um i know it's not the superheroes are used to but like right. and there will be analogs but the whole thing is that it's fun like there's yeah. there's and i will say that i've built every character in this universe to be able to be spun into their own stories that are all in different genres now i don't know if that'll ever happen but i will tell you that one of the superhero partners of captain terrific is this character called machine marine Okay. And she is a Marine that comes back from the war and basically is injured and has to be rebuilt with cybernetic components. And um, it's sort of a uh, darker, I would say, horror comic. Ooh. And she is in this uh, um, She is in this comic book. Um, okay. She makes a couple brief appearances. But there are lots of surprises. Uh, um, again, all the funds from this are going to issue three. Um, so issue two is basically done. George Camadias, who's, uh, man, he's blown up. He's yeah. drawn a new John Carter series and, um, he's drawing Buckhead for boom currently, which is a great book. Yeah. Um, he, um, this is all to pay him to draw issue three. He's got four more pages to draw of issue two, which he <laughs> will finish by the end of this month. So right. by the time the campaign's over, the book's done. Wow. So it'll be ready to go. And then hopefully we go to issue three and I'll, I'll just say guys, issue three, I've had the last page of Sewer Best Friend planned since the very beginning. Wow. Hey. So I know exactly nice. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always important, right? Like knowing where the hell it's going and, and having that plan and, and, and sticking to it. Now, of course, yeah. like, yeah, that's so great. All right. Yeah. Well, check it out. Super Best Friend. Um, now, what's the website you can go to directly? Superbestfriendcomic.com. Super Best Friend. Uh, friend like dump singular yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. a uh there's a youtube channel out there called super best friends uh, uh so don't go there and no relation <laughs> and then if you no relation and then if you go to superbestfriend.com i believe it's like an educational website so oh, don't okay. go don't go there superbestfriendcomic.com or come to my twitter it's all over there's yeah, a link just, in the description of this video too just so. click that it goes directly yeah. to it there's it's no, easy no, yeah it's, it's easy. easy peasy oh super best friend <laughs> okay leo moreno also says super best friend funko pops which is great um, i oh. will tell you my plan for the third campaign for the funness, action figures. Oh God, that'd there be so will be cool. Action figures. Yeah. I have wanted action figures of my characters forever. I remember when uh, Kevin Smith made the in-action figures for the Clark's cartoon them. show. They're yeah. so great, and I'm like, these have to be cheaper than yeah. making a regular co action figure. And I've... I have a Jupiter Jet action figure. No kidding. Yeah, I had one custom made. Um, it's up. So the the. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. This is backwards. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay. So that is the card back to the jupiter jet action figure awesome um i had i just found a gentleman there's a he's a very cool instagram um uh, he's called two brothers and <laughs> um he does really cool stuff i i found him because he made um uh not really spoilers for the Watchmen hbo series but he made a, a custom like action figure back with a little plastic shell and it was the egg from oh. Watchmen hbo that's cool. And Damon Lindelof bought it. And I was like, what is this? Who is this guy? So, Oh, cool. Wow. That's yeah. some great exposure too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check that out, ladies and gentlemen. That's why, uh, that's why we're here. We're, you know, promoting Jason's project and talking about some, uh, some of your favorite comic book stuff. Like, uh, I have an example mm. getting back to our original topic, uh, that actually feeds right into what you were asking about like a character's death that was incredible, but also 
had kind of like a whimper of a return, mm-hmm. a, a return that I was like, why did you even bother? Uh, and that's Harry Osborne. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So forgive me. Mm-hmm. He died, I believe in a JM Damateus issue. Yes. Spectacular which, 200. Oh my God. I have that. I had that with the foil cover. Yes. It's the silent ending. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, Forgive me. It's is it one more day that brings him back? One more day brings him back at the end of one more day. And then uh, doesn't he, just, he die again? He he's died at least twice uh, since then. What is with these uh, Osborns? I don't know, man. Uh, well, it's the it's 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 that crazy formula. No, mm-hmm. Nick Spencer. I feel so bad for him because he got he got Secret Empired again, man, with this uh, with the Spider Man run. And, oh uh, you, yeah. You could tell he just he really wanted to uh, like redeem Demetrius's run and put some things back in the bottle, like he. He really liked Craven's last hunt and was like, Craven's return sucks. So he put him back in the ground uh, and fixed that. Harry Osborne, same deal. He's like, nope, he's fake. Like the one that's been around, it's fake. And I've been saying that since the beginning. I've been, mm. I've been like so excited about the idea of like, oh, Harry's been walking around as a clone and the real Harry died in 200. And yeah. more or less, that's what happened. Yeah. And it's like, and that, yeah, that's- thank you. Oh, so that's canon now. That's canon now. I, yeah. I will be honest with you. I read that run. Yeah. And I didn't quite understand it. It's kind of a mess uh, because I didn't understand Harry, what they were telling us about. Because well, like, well, because they keep like he because clearly like he had to wrap it all up really quick. And Marvel must have told him that he can't do the thing he, that he'd been leading towards the whole time. What do you think Plus, he was leading towards? I think he was leading towards uh, undoing one more day. Oh, yeah. that There were a lot of signs in there that, that was mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. 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 And I think he was like, I think they told him that he could do it or. I've got this like kind of conspiracy theory tinfoil hat that like there's only like two editors at Marvel that are working and that they don't know who's in charge. And so like they're just they just run like the the scripts through spell check and that's it Uh, because like stuff just happens and there's like no continuity director and there's no like, you know, there's just they don't care. If, I if will, you're big enough, I don't need to edit you. Like I will tell I will yes, I will tell you as a person who has worked for one of the big two companies. Um, look, being an editor on any of these books is a thankless job. It's a hard, thankless job. You get it all the hard, you get all the, the shit, yep. none of the the credit. Yes, you don't get any of the you get all the blame and you don't get any of the credit. So, like, first off, we should say that. Yeah. But second off, they are dealing with so many books. Right. And so many, and not when you say when I say creators, you gotta we always think about writers but you gotta think about writers inkers colorists yeah, letterers, letterers. Yeah. the editor is the boss of all of those people yeah on multiple books right and not only multiple books but books that won't even come out for years yeah so they got to keep that all in their head so like to me every once in a while i'm like give them a break <laughs> i i they gotta give them a break but also i will say like i think continuity is the last thing on their minds Easily. i think I th- if I was in that job, I'd be like, the book's got to come out, and who cares about anything else? <laughs> yeah, well, like I hope the writer <laughs> paid attention because I'm not going to. Exactly, that's what I think it comes down to. I think if the writer doesn't pay attention to it, nobody else does. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, and in that case, I think that he was just like he was writing his story, and then like he was three issues before the end, and like somebody uh, like uh, up uh, got the script, and he went, uh, this undoes one more day. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I've been I've been doing it for two years. And he's like, nobody told me this. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. genuinely feel like that's the case. And it was like, yeah, well, it's like, um, who's the current uh, CB Sobolski? Yeah, that's Sobolski. Yeah. yeah, it's like Sobolski was like, oh, what the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> legit, like just being like, oh, well, I can imagine maybe his editor, like whoever it was, I don't think it's Wacker anymore, but somebody going to Sobolski being like, 
so I need your approval on the script. Uh, knowing full well they're not going to give it. Oh, and yeah, just yeah, being yeah. like, here, I need your approval on the script. Just give it a read. Maybe he'll maybe he'll skim it and he won't know. But he reads it. He goes, uh, th- this says the marriage still happened at the end. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, so so instead he undoes Sin's past. Like he changes that so that. Oh, yeah. The the JMS story. Yeah. So that uh, uh, when Stacy and Norman Osborne's kids, they were never their kids. And good choice. Norman and Mary Jane and everybody else got hypnotized into thinking that really happened. And they're really clones. And I'm like, whatever you need to do. <laughs> this is the problem. This is a different because there is a death I really want to talk about. Yes, but there is. But this is the problem to me. Um with modern spider-man yeah yeah and i think the problem and this problem sort of exists in the fantastic four and i think it's the reason why um i've been enjoying dan slot's run because he's been doing a lot of new stuff yeah yeah but i find there's a problem in marvel right where if the only things you reference are the stan lee things right your 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 bucket runs dry very quickly oh yeah well, all they were doing was building too. So it's yeah. like, it's all just set up. Yeah. So like, and I find that happens a lot with Spider-Man because a lot of people are just like, let's do the goblins again. And you're <laughs> like, I think they've been done enough. Right, <laughs> right. But every time they add a new character, like I, I remember all through big time, they they were like, no old characters, only invent new characters. And the mm-hmm. only one that made it was Mr. Negative. Yeah, but but look, he got in the video game. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's oh, one. There, there was no, no. There was another one. Who is the who's the car character? Oh God, Overdrive. Uh, Overdrive is in Over- the game. See, I consider Overdrive to be a big fat joke <laughs> because he's a, I think he drives a point. car. I think yeah. that's the point, though. No, but um, Screwball is also a joke, but that's a Dan Slott character. Like, yeah, well, the one they big time they really wanted Alpha to be a thing, and then I think the entire the entire community audiences were like, we don't like this character. No, <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like, I but we gotta try. I will tell you this. Yeah, I like Big Time, and right. I like Big Time because it is Dan Slott with a bat swinging as hard as he can. Yeah, and sometimes he whiffs, like you're gonna like like every person going at the bat. Yeah, of course. But he hits home runs, dude, in that run like Superior Spider Man. Yeah, that's true. You no, know, he, yeah, he has a lot of success, and even when he fails, like there are some like outstanding moments within the yeah. run. Like, yeah. I, I would say this, like, I was not a huge fan of Silk when she was no. introduced. His but... Silk sucks, but everybody else's mm-hmm. Silk is way better. Yeah, yeah, but what they've done with the character since has made me be like, oh, I'd love to see her in a movie. Okay, oh, yeah, totally. You know, no, yeah. You know. The, well, everyone else kind of, like, took that character and said, like, well, let's remove all the creepy sexual overtones. Yeah, yeah, that it. was the problem with it. We were like, what is... Mm. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and what are you trying to say? Like, not, not, I'm not, like, implying anything. I'm just saying, like, but what's the point of doing it, though? Like, what, yeah. why, what is this add to the mythos the character this world yeah. like to make this character like this but anyway yeah so so um, okay so one, I, I have two here i have okay, one please, yeah one that i think is a complete failure through and through bad okay. stories bad resurrections has been killed and brought back several times uh-huh gene gray yes gene gray <laughs> it is so much it's a joke everybody you know it's funny like there are lists out there of like some of the best comic book deaths mm-hmm. and like gene gray is always on those lists and i'm like why you know before they brought her back yes then when killed they originally her again, killed her yeah then brought her back then killed her again then mm-hmm. brought her back now before yeah. all of that i would have said yes that story is great but it's one of these things where the it has been like to me retroactively knocked down yes 
because that original story, the original Dark Phoenix saga, is fantastic. Yes, yes, it, and and her and her death is really good. But the fact is, is that like now it's become a joke that she dies and comes back and dies and comes back. So yeah. when you read the original death, it has no impact. No, no, I remember that. Well, I remember reading that book before all of her like resurrections and having the impact, like knowing the impact. Yeah. But it really is just like the cultural implication of uh of of so many stories does affect it. it it's like the same thing every time i talk about like when i'm like oh one of my favorite batman stories is dark knight returns and every mm -hmm. there's always somebody like there there's at least four people that trip over themselves like no no me 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 uh it's overrated and i'm like right on like i appreciate that but like you didn't grow up watching joel schumacher movies and the adam west tv show yeah and having this subversion show up that completely rocked your understanding of the character. Yeah, it's I agree with that because I was the same way because when I read it, it like I changed it, everything. It rocked my world. I was yeah. like, oh my God. But when you look at it now, I think somebody coming to it now, once yeah. you have the Nolan trilogy and the animated series and the and sequels that stuff, to that story itself. Like yeah. just but every is, version yeah. of Batman is that version. Like every Batman is gritty. Oh, a gritty take on Batman. Wow. What a great idea. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so one I want to bring up. Yeah. Again, and this is, would be the one that we cannot not have this conversation right. about. Yes, please. Now I think is successful through and through. Yep. Death of Superman. The death of Superman is one of those things where everything about it is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the buildup, the execution, the marketing, the cultural impact, everything. And it is sing it, and it single-handedly destroyed death in comics it from did. that day forward. It did. <laughs> it did. And that's the only I would say negative of the whole thing that's is it. that is that this Death of Superman set the bar so high. Yep. That no one else has ever been able to cross it, I think. No. People have gotten close. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody has ever been able to jump over that bar yeah. the way they did. Well, and DC kept trying to do it, kept trying to vault over yes, that bar within yes. two years of each other. Like, all right, we killed Superman. What's next? Uh, break Batman. Okay, how about we uh, make imagine, Green Lantern go nuts? Uh, can you imagine the pitch meeting though? Like, or like the the creative summer? So they just like the, the sales numbers. It's like ninety three. The sales numbers of Death of Superman are in, and we're yeah. there, and you know it's Mike Carlin and all the usual suspects. Yep. And they're just like, what should we do to Batman? Should we kill him? Somebody's like, no, 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 that's harsh. Let's break his back. <laughs> <laughs> let's make it so he can never be batman again I, let's I, I put him in a wheelchair put him in a wheelchair and then see what we can do with him and oh and it's just like and and they put him through the ringer that i i will never forget as a small child picking up i think it was in batman 497 it was the first issue of nightfall yeah where batman, batman 500 is as bad yeah that's right that's right mm -hmm. batman uh Maybe it was the issue where Bane opens Arkham and like lets yeah. all the villains out. And Batman, <laughs> he's just Bat tired. He's yeah. tired. He's like, oh, the last, Whoa. the last panel is him just screaming into the air ether. He just, and it's, it's so great. Cause like, usually, you know, if you want to draw like operatic anguish, they like have their hands ringed mm -hmm. and they're like shouting into the, he, just, his arms are flat on his sides. He just walks silently from a, like from the from the ruins of Arkham, looks up in the sky, just yells, and I'm like, I, I, it, it blew my mind. And like the older I get, the more I get it. The more I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of that. Mo it's so funny. You can tell like the age of the creators working on that storyline totally. because yeah, when, yeah, because when you're young and you're reading you're, you're reading that lead up to batman getting his back broke and yeah. most of it is yeah like you're saying it's just batman screaming or he's just like 
Oh, I'm so tired. Well, he's getting that five I'm o'clock so, shadow throughout the book. Like I'm he's so tired. He's so tired. I love and, it. He's never been more tired. And when you're young, you're just like, well, that's weird. But as you get older, you're just like, oh, I totally understand Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Batman is broken in his bathrobe at his yeah. house. It's just so like, there's so many scenes where like he has five. Yeah, he has the rings under his eyes. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> it's it's one of the few times I even remember the the cowl with a five o'clock shadow where I'm like, oh my God, what's yeah. happening? And you're right. Yeah, the five o'clock is like I'm a I'm a big five o'clock shadow Batman guy. Yeah. I love that. Give me a little bit of grizzle down there. Right. He's but, just tired. <laughs> but yeah, but when you go back to like every aspect of yeah. the death and return of Superman. Yeah. And, and I would say this, the only the only two faults besides the it's setting the bar so high. Yeah. The other fault is I wish may and this is a slight fault. I wish maybe he'd stay dead a little bit longer, just a yeah. little bit, because I think he's only dead for seven months. Yeah, it's it feels like a long time because there's like a thousand issues in between it because. Of yeah, because there's many... four Superman titles, there's four Superman titles yeah. and they're all coming out. Yeah. Uh, not to it mention feels like, like it's two and, years but it feels not. for it feels forever yeah. uh, mm -hmm. but yes i i think that part of because i think that like the death of superman made superman creative superman fans it made people buy that book me it, me it, too it, it, that it's the book that brought me into comic books yeah everyone's like, yeah. there are there are hundreds of long boxes filled with the entire reign of superman like, i was sorting through some things sal and yeah. uh, uh listeners don't know this but but uh, Sal sent me a couple posters before, which is very kind of him. We, <laughs> and we have we have some love for like old school posters. Yeah. I was sorting through some stuff last month, and I found Sal. Oh no! This poster. Oh yes, it's the it's the funeral for a friend. Uh, yep. Yep. The the funeral poster. And it's the original from the issue. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I am framing this thing. I did. It's in my office. Yeah. I have it. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah, right. Yeah. I it thought is. I had lost it. And when I saw, I found it in a box. I was like, yeah, you know, yes. and it's the original one from my copy. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yep. Now mine, my, the one from my copy was mm -hmm. taped to my bedroom door. Oh, so it was disintegrated. It's ruined. Like yeah. it, it was, it was thrown away by my mom. Like after I left from college like, for mine, was, yeah. for me, that was, um, I had the poster from Batman 500 of as bats. Yes. yes. And that I one that got destroyed well. by scotch tape, but oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> man, what, what, comics where's the days of posters come right. on everybody wants posters one, in there especially because every cover is a poster basically yeah. now like every cover is like a beautiful work of art wizard all... used to come with a poster every month too i know i know sometimes i actually go back and like look through them. i have my uh batman spawn poster that came in wizard magazine oh that's sweet such a that's... great poster and i have two of them but only one's framed but in any yeah. case yeah man uh gotta bring back posters but superman's death such a uh, it's never been better in terms of its mm -hmm. execution of marketing and and promotion the only thing is you're right like his his resurrection like when he came back that like the power suit walking across the ocean floor him with the long hair and the black suit like it still would have worked but it should have happened later yeah and you know and it's funny like i even buy their explanation for yeah. how he came back i'm just like yeah because he's kryptonian Right. Like he didn't actually die. He just like went into deep, you know, I yeah. love the black suit. The, yeah. the genius idea of it all, the genius, idea, there's two insanely genius ideas that are so ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, And that is one for when they were counting down to the death. Yeah. They did the countdown in the panels readers. If you go <sighs> read those issues, the fourth issue to his death 
is an issue full of four panel pages. Yep. The third is three, two, and then the final issue is nothing but spread uh, uh, splash pages. Yeah, just full page images. And it's the subtle countdown. Yeah, I I never knew that until like a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't it didn't occur to me. And when I saw it, I'm like, that is so creative and interesting. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm so impressed. Also, shout out to Jurgens and Breeding for doing what 22 full page splashes. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't even. And, and he also wrote them too. I yeah. mean, that, you know, but like, I can't. Insane amount of work. Yeah. And then the other genius idea was that they were like, oh okay. We're going to replace Superman with four alternate Supermen. Yep. Yep. Because there's four titles. Each of them has to have their own title. I and know, they're so genius. drastically different. They're so one, unique. Yeah. One's a teenager. One is a black man in America. Mm -hmm. And it's written by Wheezy. So it's great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've got the cyborg, which like. You got a chance uh, to bring back Superboy or a Superboy, which a I Superboy? still love that Superboy. Yeah, everyone. I mean, like that's that's the best new Superboy. It in is a, in a world where you should have in a post-crisis DC continuity where Superman is the last son of Krypton and there is no Supergirl and the only Supergirl is a putty monster that's looking like Supergirl. Like yeah, Matrix, and, right? Was she yeah, Matrix. Matrix. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's only like there are no other Kryptonians. Like yeah. the closest thing is Connor. Yes. Like Connor's a clone and he's not even a clone of you, really. Like he's only no. part of a clone of you. Like yeah. Ugh. Just, and yeah. uh it's just like from top to bottom yeah just it it's weird to me because when you think about just comic books when you think about just comic books yep to me it is hard to beat that time period for superman yeah because it's just like everybody the artists the yep. writers the the events were just on fire yeah yeah you know? well cuz everybody is just there is no the cynicism came from like marketing and the executives, but like all the creators are just trying to trying stuff, mm -hmm. trying new things. And they're, and they're looking over the wall and seeing what everybody else is doing. You know, like Jim Lee is just like, Oh, look at this flawless depiction of something that should never exist. And everyone just going like, Oh my God. You know? And then, and everyone else doing their thing, like Dennis Cowan doing something, like uh, John Bogdanov doing like their own thing. Friggin' yeah. uh, Jurgens at the top of his game, like so many different mm -hmm. artists, even in the bullpen. Like Mark Bagley is doing work that's just like. Uh, also, think about Stuart yeah. Immerman is is in this group yeah. as well. He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I he I think he wouldn't come until his own until after the two thousands. But I agree, I agree. But he, but if you look at his stuff, he's still like whoa, like yeah. he's genius. Like well, yeah. like J. Scott Campbell actually drew pages oh, back then like yeah like he drew gen 13 for like the wow. longest time and like they're great it's it's fascinating because like you know he hasn't drawn a full page comic book in probably 20 years well because he doesn't need to so, he doesn't you know, need to yeah. but like back when he did yeah he was really good it's like when uh what's it called like uh when, when you see greg land's original work his first work yes it's so really true. good yeah or I think he might have done something before that, but Sojourn, that, that cross-gen book is really good. Yes, like he's good. And mm -hmm. then he's like, but I need to come out on time. Yeah. And so it like became something else, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, they're really setting the world on fire, man. Oh God, I'm trying to think of what his name is. Uh, uh, not Joel Jones, but Kelly Jones. Oh yeah, he was drawing Batman at this time. Drawing Batman, drawing some crazy the, the ears shit. that were twenty feet tall. Yeah, but just like trying stuff and like yeah. every every uh, every prestige bound like Run Riddler Run like all these random books that just look like 
you'd never get away with drawing a book like this. It just looks like no, jazz I, on the page. Like, yeah. And I also think again, like I think, you know, and this is so weird because they were corporate then, but yeah, I, I think the mainstream comic books now are too corporate. They're so corporate yeah. about, well, they've got to be pieces that can be adapted yes. instead of being comic books. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I wonder if they are even being adapted so much as they're just like, it's, it's writing for the trade. It's creating for the trade. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was looking over a book. I was trying, I was thinking about what to do for back issues. And I was looking over Avengers operation galactic storm or whatever the hell it was called. Uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, well, let me look through this really quick. And I'm like, I, I can't make heads or tails. What the hell I'm looking at right now. Like I, and I'm just, I, but then I looked at like Donnie Cates Thor. Mm -hmm. And it's like so readable and so like direct and it's so decompressed. It's like two things happen in that book. And yet it's six issues. You know, like Operation Galactic Storm is like maybe eight or nine issues. And yet, like, oh, there's, yeah, there's like a hundred pages of book in that thing. All the like, all the old books. Yeah. And, and and I'll say like that's something that I do in Super Best Friend. And I, you know, maybe for ill, but I feel the same way about that, where I'm just like, if you're buying my comic, I'm going to give you story. <laughs> like, right. I'm going to give you beats. Yeah. Uh, well, um, and they're conditioned to do it. That's like their world is like, oh, well, I know better. Like, I I, I, I need to earn my paycheck. I don't want to get replaced by one of these other people who are yeah. like, who are stepping on shoulders to get in line. But yeah, uh, yeah man, uh, comics are very different. And like the death thing, like the the, the conventions we're seeing are, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're shorthand. They're not like, events they're not like no. i like I, I feel i feel bad for for josh uh who's doing the death of the justice league oh josh and, williamson yeah where it's yeah. like death of justice league 75 and it's like everyone going oh this isn't gonna last and i'm like it's an homage to death of superman like it's not supposed yeah. to last it's it's yeah. a it's like a fun wink and a nod and i'm like i i feel like he's maybe 10 years too late to do that oh interesting because huh. like i don't think anyone's gonna get it <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean well, 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 because right, because our nostalgia brains right now in pop culture only go so far. Yeah, it's it's the thing I said, like, look, I love The Mandalorian. It's a great show. Yeah. But if you've ever seen a Western made before 1980, you're realizing that The Mandalorian is literally ripping off every Western that exists. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, down to the plots right. are, are like beat for beat <laughs> stolen from Western movie. And I'm sitting there being like, this is high noon. Doesn't yeah. anybody else see this is high noon? And nobody does. <laughs> well, uh, in my case, I'm like, I want high noon in Star Wars, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> sure, sure. But yeah, so, uh, it's the same with Supergirl. Like, I love Supergirl. And it's yeah. just true grit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's unabashedly true grit. And I'm like, we can just do that. We can just take another yeah. story and just put another character. No, in but it. that, but that's fine. I, I think it's fine to me as long as it's like, th the only problem I have it, with it is when I, and it's more from the fandom side than yeah. the creator side, because we have been homaging Shakespeare. Right. And the forever. Odyssey forever. So I yeah. don't care about homages. I'm more concerned where the fandom will be like, this is the most original thing ever written. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's not <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even know Well, it's, that's why it's like so important. Like history is important and context is important. I, I remember. And it's like, this could be old man shouts at cloud, or it could be just like, Probably. this is one of those things where, uh, as a kid, when I like found out about the world of comics, mm -hmm. I was like, I, I was like, exposed to this history and I knew oh, the only thing I knew was I knew nothing. 
And I'm like, oh, my job it's a, is to go back and find it and like learn about it and know it. And the more I knew, the more I wanted to know. And it, so you know, I'll bring this poster yeah. back. Yeah, please. Because oh post- God. Again, Look at all the poster, characters. <laughs> yeah. This poster. And the thing that got me in comic books was because I looked at this poster and I had no idea who anybody was. Right. And so I was like, I need to figure out who all these people are. Yeah. This created not knowing created my love of comic books Yeah, and not having Wikipedia created my love of comic books. It was the first time that I realized Batman and Superman were in the same universe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Did you notice, Um, by the way, have you, have you looked at that really closely? Did you see that the Adam is standing on his coffin? I have. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that took me years to find Jergens, out. Jurgens is a king, and that's why I'm like, again, I'm still. Exta- I'm, 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 I know that he got to do a cover for you. That's friggin' amazing. Yeah, I mean, if I, he, I have, I bought the original art for him. Oh, good for you, man. I have that's the awesome. pencil because I, I was, I immediately as soon as he said yes, I was like, and I'm buying your original art. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it to anybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, that's so cool. Oh, so, so really quick uh, before we wrap up, because I know there's there's so many characters we could get into. Maybe oh, we'll sure. speed round them a couple. But well, I want to get into a couple of super chats because everybody Please. was kind enough to sponsor today's episode because this show is not sponsored by anybody except for the audience. So uh, Psycho Red, uh, great to see Jason back through money at the Kickstarter bright and early this morning. Oh, I know nice Psycho Red. Hey, buddy. Yeah, long fan, uh, mm-hmm. long standing fan. Uh, Sam Nichols. Hey, guys, happy to catch you live. Happy to have Hello, you, Sam. man. Um, uh, RK, hey guys, what is your favorite misremembered death like Barry Allen, Skeleton Man, Jason Todd and the Bomb, or Connor Kent and the Tower Collapse? Yeah, because people think like, oh man, oh. the crowbar killed Jason Todd. It's like, no, he blew up in a bomb. <laughs> like, Interesting. The most misremembered death. Oh, yeah. you mean like we remember the wrong thing? I don't. Ha- That's a good one with Jason Todd, right? I'm There's so many to of them of- too. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you know, um. I mean, would it would Gwen Stacy sort of count? Because everybody thinks it's the fall, but it's actually Spider-Man's web that snaps right. her neck. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and that's so deliberately in there. It's like, how could you forget? Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Anderson, uh, since I've been reading it for the first time lately, the death of Morpheus and Sandman is interesting as it's basically a suicide. And for me, one of the least mo- one of the least emotionally grasping deaths in the series. Oh. You know, that's interesting. I actually really like that death because yeah. I've always thought and I, I've never I have no I've never heard an interview either way to confirm or deny this. Right. I've always thought it was Neil Gaming telling us that the dream always has to end. Mm, I like that's that. what I always thought about it, you know, because dream always end. you always wake up. Yeah, I think you you're know? right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Duckade, Norman Effing Osborne. Yep. We, we're two <laughs> peeps in the pod here. Uh, Max M can't stay long, but here's a little support. Also, are there any side character deaths that you really liked or gave good endings to supporting cast? Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, man. Um, um, hmm. uh, I mean, it's, yeah, back in the day, Electra kind of counted, but like she was also a, a character in her own right. But uh, I mean, I was going to we never got around to talking about the Human Torch. No, even though that was an event. I think Jonathan Hickman, he's not really a supporting cast, but John, I thought Jonathan Hickman handled that death really well. Agreed. Yeah, um, he came back too soon. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think about, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to say this, too. I kind of liked it when Aunt May was dead for a while. Me, too. Her first death. Yeah. yeah, her first death. Like right in the middle of the clone saga or right yeah, before it? Like he's still Scarlet Spider. So yeah. 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 Cause Ben was there. Ben yeah. was there. <laughs> Ben's and on he, the roof. And didn't yeah. he show up and he was like, Yeah, I'm this like random guy you've been writing letters to. And she's like, Oh, dearie, have some sweet yes. cakes. Uh, oh, he would he would call her and just like be and just breathe into the phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, I say Aunt May, yeah. Yeah, Aunt May, yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, boy, Chips Ahoy. So it really didn't have any effect on the greater universe, but the buildup to the Deadpool death during the incursions was really good. Yeah, I remember that being mm-hmm. a big, like, not being a big deal at all and being, like, actually well executed. And I think that's really important. Like, you know, if it's Superman, all eyes on that. But if it's, like, a real character, like, if it's a real character death that isn't done for stunt value, sometimes, like, that under-the-radar death is really valuable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Shady Sam, obvious one, but Craven's death is amazing and not yes. much has been done with him since that justified his return, even if it's clone or kid or whatever. Yeah, that's why he's dead again. But uh, I think, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's why a lot of people don't touch him because it's like, how can you beat that story? You can't. Yeah. Yeah, and I guarantee you, anytime you see Craven now, like people don't know that he's dead. Like they, <laughs> they don't know that's his clone. Uh, <laughs> you first. Uh, hope I'm not stepping on anyone's toes with the pick, but Joker from TDKR. Uh, despite how the line was changed in the film, I love when he says, "I win. I made you lose control, and they'll kill you for it." I don't care for that line, but I do. Uh, I, I, I like Joker's death in The Dark Knight Returns because it's not really that important. And because it just like it's it, not it, the final battle. Yeah, it's not the yeah. final battle. Like it's just kind of like we need to we're, we're we're checking boxes for the end of Batman, and we need to we need to end the Joker. Yeah, uh, my line for that in that sequence, the mm-hmm. best line is, "There's nothing wrong with you. I couldn't fist with my fix with my hands." <laughs> I don't, there's so much of that book that has a line like that yeah uh, that eric, book has a lot of really singular lines yeah eric mojica uh the death of death's head lol <laughs> yeah and paved the way for death's head too who sure. was way cooler looking uh i don't know anything about those characters. i don't either he has a skull and liam sharp drew him yeah i remember <laughs> seeing them a lot and just being like and then i i picked up the death's head death's head had a friggin' mini series like two years ago and i, I bought it i read it and i was like this is dumb as hell i don't care about it oh boy <laughs> okay it didn't make you a death heads fan no not so it. much yeah uh mitchell uh when i think of an original impactful death turned into a running joke sadly i think of gene gray and the phoenix yep it's just a yep. joke at this point uh cj stevenson i prefer batman and superman to have families as it shows character progression and furthers their development gets them from stuck in a place of arrested development loner superheroes to me become boring and repetitive the problem with that for me and i don't know about you jason is that like uh when you keep adding they're they are already in stasis but like so if you add to their roster but you keep them perpetually in stasis it just gets bloated like when you have to Batman and he has five Robins. Well, I, I agree. It, you know, cause again, comic books are the perpetual second act. So yeah. I think there's a way to have like five members of a supporting cast in a quote unquote family yeah. and still keep them compelling and original without adding new characters. Right. Um, and I, and I would point to anybody go look at soap operas that have been running for 40 years. And if you, and, and if your answer to that is like, Oh, soap operas, I'd be like, what do you think comic books are? Right. Exactly. <laughs> They're soap operas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big time. Oh, X-Men, the animated series were my stories, you know, like that was it. Oh, yeah. Turn it yeah, on. Yeah. They're just crying and screaming. I'm like, this is exactly the same thing as yeah, instead of watching. saying, turn on my stories. You're like, got to go to my news rack. That's right. My comic book shop. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Kings port Cal. I love red hood, but Jason Todd should have stayed dead. He's a cool tattoo. Also, is Jean Grey still alive? I don't remember. Yeah, everyone's alive because of X-Men now, man. You got Yeah, they're you perpetually alive now. Yeah, actually, everyone is Jean Grey status where they can. Yep. It's actually easier to kill an X-Man now than ever. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Which is an interesting. I, I'm glad they've made that a story point, though. Me too. Yep. It's it's very like meta where they're like, yes, anyone. Death is irrelevant in the X-Men. Mm-hmm. It's like it yeah. always was. <laughs> well, and also like talk about it, like the brilliance of Jonathan Hickman. 
is that he all you you can tell he came up with that because he was like, well, there are some people that are dead that I really want to write, and I don't care. <laughs> right, and I don't care, and I don't want to explain it. So how about exactly. they all they're, they're always back. backed up? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Brian Lewis, ninety seven, can't stick around, but looking forward to the replay. Much love and best wishes. Thanks a lot, man, and thank mm-hmm. you for your generosity. Appreciate it. Uh, the Captain Coon, they bought they brought Steve back mid two thousand nine before Siege. Ah, oh so yeah. Wait. All right. Damn. But they would have known the movie was a coming at that point. They were, per- they were prepared. Yep. I think they were better prepared back then than they are mm-hmm. now. Uh, Caboose, Triple Eleven, I do dislike it when they try to make Jason DC Punisher. He works better as someone who questions the effectiveness of letting some villains live. He could be a spiritual successor to the Shadow. Ah, I like the idea of making him the Shadow. I like that. I like Especially because you can't you can't have Jason be the Punisher because like he can't kill any of the villains because the villains have to keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alden Tolbert. What if Kang is a member of the Spider Slayer? What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I like you your support. pitch. So yeah, maybe? yeah. Kang being a Spider Slayer. Uh, the Iceman. Uh, I'm going to be basic and go with Ultimate Peter. Less conventionally, uh, I'm going to say Death of Wolverine series was great as well. Good to hear uh, some support in our what camp. If, what? What if Ultimate Peter had hot webs? Hey, hot webs. Hot webs. Hot organic webbing. When they just disintegrate before they even connected the building, right? Yeah, or like, so. or like, or if he impact webbed somebody like on the face, and they're like, "Oh they, God, my face!" Yeah, <laughs> would they burn their face off? It's like a mark of Cain, but like, but more. Yeah, fast. he he makes two faces. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Hot webs. Boy named Sue Four. Any death that JMD Mateus is usually amazing. Agreed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean D. Hey, man, I just wanted to say I really appreciate your show. You guys have gotten me through some many crises, pain episodes. And I just wanted to say thank you for all your entertainment. Well, thank you, Sean. And uh, I'm sorry for your troubles, but I'm glad that we could help you kind of like get through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep it up, man. Uh, keep your head high. Uh, scrolling down, we're almost to the end, I think. Uh, uh, Justin got the mustache with a very generous super chat. Thank you so much, mustache. Great to see you again. I have no envelope. So this is the closest thing. Happy New Year, you guys. Oh, well, thank you, man. Thank Happy you so February much. to you. Happy February. Yeah, exactly. Yep, we're in February. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you soon, buddy. Hopefully. Uh, the Captain Coon personal favorite is De- uh, is De- Peter Parker in Ultimate Universe. De- Agreed. Death and Peter Parker, again, we talked about it. It's very impactful. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I, I, every, time, every time I need a good cry, I'll read that issue. Uh, the Iceman, uh, I think Jason is right. Death of Superman is the crescendo of comic book deaths. The best superhero comic character deaths now are in movies and TV. Iron Man, mm. Spidey, Dusting, uh, Wally, and Young Justice. You yeah. might be right. Might be right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the new. That's the new because because they, they have to right. Like yeah. Every time they kill a character in those movies, I always think like, well, you could always bring them back. I know. Like I, I've thought of six different ways they came back already, and then the movies are like, no, they died. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Look, they're they're gonna bring back Iron Man in some way. You think? Oh yeah, yes. Um, I think I think only in like the big one. No, I agree. Like it might it might not be for another ten years. Yeah. But we just had a Spider Man movie that oh brought God. back several dead characters. Yeah, that's true, and it worked. It be, it it's beating so Avatar. If like, you <laughs> think, yeah, Tony Stark is coming back. It yeah. it might not be for a long long while. He's coming back. Makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. No, you can do... No, Secret Wars will become the no way home of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they'll pay all of them to come back or whatever new Avengers is or or the Galactus, whatever big thing they go to, they will literally pay everybody because they know it'll be the only way they make $3 billion. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Ray equals out. Not sure if it's been brought up, but whatever happened to the Cape Crusader, definitely a favorite in the kill off the hero trope. It's a good book. It is a good book. It's a really mm-hmm. good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean D. Gene Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good poll. 
uh dean5897 opinions of dead chords death you know what i like it because it really galvanizes booster gold to find jaime reyes yes although I kind of wish it would had been with another character instead of Ted Cord. I feel bad because Ted was so expendable. Like it just it just yes. proved how because like yeah. remember when he was beaten by Doomsday and he was in a coma for all that like yeah. time? It just yeah. reminded me of that. I'm like, oh, he, I mean, you know, Doomsday shoves his head into a rock. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like smashes oh. it. He should be pulverized, and yeah. somehow he's in the hospital. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, man. He 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 slammed <laughs> Booster Gold's head in the door. <laughs> I think he didn't he pull Booster Gold's arm off or something like that. No, 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 no. He just broke his. He just broke the oh, costume. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's no. right. Because that's where he gets his big clunky extreme justice. Gotta get the extreme justice costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, there you go. Uh, and uh, Doctor J, anyone remember when Hulk died like six times and they made an award-winning series about it? <laughs> yes, I yeah, do remember that. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Terlaga, thank you very much for your generosity, man. Speaking of Jean Grey in the Ultimate Universe, after the death of Cyclops, she completely falls apart, dyes her hair black, abandons Xavier's dream, changes her name to Karen, starts working for Fury, talk about a death that changed the status quo. Yeah, and so much that's so fair. that I didn't know that happened and I never <laughs> will read that book. I think that's Ultimate X. Is it really? Yeah, I think that's Ultimate X where they like find um, Wolverine has a son that has like blonde hair. Yes, uh, who's in this universe now, I think. But I, yeah, but I kind of dropped off of it because there's a certain point where they do some storyline. It's kind of the point where I said goodbye to the Ultimate Universe where Captain America, there's a civil war. Yep. Captain America becomes the president of the United States. Right. And they put mutants, I think, in concentration camps. And I was like, I am out. Right. You can't even mm. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Captain Coon. Uh, yeah, Kane's mm -hmm. death in Grim Hunt was all right, but I think Peter using... Uh, Kane, the use of Kane was cool, if a little out of character for Peter. Yeah, yeah. Hot he webs. Used to, yeah, he's hot, hot hands on that. Hot one. webs. Hot webs. <laughs> Hashtag hot webs. Uh, CJ Stevenson, what uh, are some characters that were needlessly killed off? Like Alfred, uh, what are some characters that you guys feel should be killed off? Um, I don't know if anybody should be killed off except for Rogelzar. And, uh, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, you know, any character has a lot of potential unless they're created to be an action figure. Oh, no. Jason, you're muted. Hang on. Or did I lose sound? Hmm. Let me see. All right, hang on. Still nothing. Well, uh, JK, thank you so much for your support. And uh, yeah. All right, hang on. Sal, can you hear Here we me? go. You're back. All right. <laughs> I changed. I don't know. StreamYard switched me to a different microphone. Boo! <sighs> Stupid StreamYard, man. I'm sorry. Uh, here, let me try this one. Hold on. Okay. Nah. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sorry. There we go. No, I heard a click. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. I don't know. That's weird. All right. Well, I can hear you. You're, you're, you're fine. <laughs> you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, thank God. Yeah, so, yeah, you're good. All right. Maybe we should call it then. <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, we've gone 25 minutes over the usual time. Uh, I, had a I had a short list. I just really quick. Uncle Ben, obviously. Uh, Krypton itself. Uh, the Waynes. Oh, Krypton. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Uh, well, Uncle Gwen Ben. Stacy. Uncle yeah. Ben should always die. Of course. And yeah. stay dead. Uh, Electra was cool, and uh, Colossus's death was also really impactful. Oh yeah, I forget about that one. 
Right. Yeah, they always yeah, because like who cares anymore? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Legacy virus. Yeah. <laughs> who even who even cares? So you got Krakoa yeah. now. Well, uh, we have real viruses now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we so we don't care about right, your comic book viruses. Were they like were they just afraid to talk about AIDS? And they were like Yeah. Yeah. And they were just I like mean, it's I, nice. I, I think it popped up somewhere in like 89 90s and when you think about that you're like oh yeah this is definitely like an aids allegory right they're just like mm-hmm. we, we we you know gone are the days when like stan lee was like i don't care if we're not going to get approval from the comics code we're going to talk about drugs yeah uh, it's, it's it's like no we still want to get approved um let's just not say the word aids <laughs> meanwhile i remember uh i was just actually looking through an old spawn and uh hey there's a death that didn't matter uh when out when they killed al simmons <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was going to say, didn't they kill Terry at one point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were kind of like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Listen, uh, Jason, it's always a pleasure. We should do this again. How about next week? (laughs) Uh, Sure. I'll I'll open it. I have a tight schedule, but I'll open it up for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Same time. Same time, same same place. How about, yeah, same time, same place. Uh, Different topic. Yeah, Different same bad channel. Yes. But uh, uh, before no, it's they always, go, it's always a yeah. pleasure, man. It's always My a pleasure. pleasure talking no, to the pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much for being here, man, and for for making this happen. Uh, Superbestfriendcomic.com. Did I get yes. it right? Okay. Yes, you did. Yeah, <laughs> thirty days, everybody. It's a forty-four page adventure with a Dan Jurgens variant cover, and um, it is a fun super. If you missed the first campaign, you can pick up the second issue. It's a lot of fun. Come over and check it out. Um, and if you come in the first 48 hours, uh, you get an exclusive sticker and exclusive comic book that you will not get if you back any other time during the campaign. So, Oh, wow. Come I over there in the in. first 48 hours uh, yeah. and be rocking. I will. I'm going to so, jump in very please, soon. Please. I'll uh, happily, I got, yeah. I will happily take your time and your money, Sal. <laughs> Good to hear. Thanks, man. <laughs> and thank you all so much for hanging out with us. A special thanks to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's episode. And we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode. Uh, you're going to get like a lot more Elseworlds as we go because Jason's here. Uh, we have another show coming up that's different. Um, so just stay here, subscribe, so you can get all of it. Because By the way, my favorite comic book YouTube channel oh, on the you, internet. Sir. This one comic book up. Uh, also, if you haven't already, you should listen to Geek History Lesson, Jason Inman's podcast with his lovely wife, Ashley Victoria Robinson. Which you've uh, been on like twice, three times? I have now? been on at least twice, if yeah. not three times. <laughs> but uh, always a pleasure. And it's a great show. Hi, you know, it's a really solid show. We, uh, By the way, today we released our 400th episode. No shit. Congratulations. Yeah, Young hey, Avengers, hey. our 400th episode. Yeah, That's I cannot, nice. I can't believe we made it 400 episodes. I didn't think we were going to make it to 200. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. So, yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We'll see thanks you guys for having me, time. buddy. Always a fun time. Thank you. Later, buddy.